Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. On this episode, we're going to continue talking about moving in the power of the Holy Spirit of grace. God has made available to us a language that enables us to build up our new spirit, which in turn will enable us to be more sensitive to hearing Holy Spirit of grace. And if we can hear him better, we can get his direction to help us to fulfill our purpose on earth. We were created for a purpose on earth. The goal is not to go to heaven. If that was the case, why did God send us from heaven to earth? We have an earthly assignment to complete and then go to heaven. And in God's time, this earth will end as it is now and a new earth will be formed by God and we will come back down to earth to spend the rest of eternity. Now, that's Bible. Religion says something much different from that, but that's Bible. Okay. Let's talk about this language. The Bible calls it speaking in tongues or praying in the spirit. In Acts uh, chapter one, verses four through eight, Jesus told them to wait for the Holy Spirit to come upon them and that they would receive power after Holy Spirit has come upon them. Now, I'm going to I'm going to read Acts uh, chapter two, uh, verses one through four. And it says this, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of the rushing mighty wind, and it fell upon all them that were in the house. And there appeared appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we can see here that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, it's important to understand that Jesus said that they would receive power after Holy Spirit had filled them. It was not just for them to speak in tongues. If you read the book of Acts, you'll see them uh, began to move in this power. Great miracles were taking place as the Holy Spirit had come upon them. So we should expect to move in power just like they did. I've uh, been able to see a person that had cancer healed. Uh, On one occasion, I was uh, uh, getting ready to go downstairs and drink my coffee to get some coffee, make some coffee. And I heard Holy Spirit on the inside of me say, go back upstairs and I want you to pray. So I began to pray in the spirit. 
And as I was praying in the spirit, I heard him say to me, I want you to go pray for this person. They were intensive care. They had cancer. Um, and he told me what to, uh, the scriptures to cover with them and to pray with them. And so I went, I, I drove about an hour to get to him a little bit over that. And uh, I had to put a robe on and everything to go on intensive care. I shared with the, with them what uh, the scriptures that God had told me to share. And I prayed in the manner that he told me to pray. And within 30 days, they, of, of course, they were out of intensive care, but they also had no cancer within their body within about 30 and after 30 days. Okay. There was another occasion where uh, there was a family member of ours that was on life support. And so I got up this morning and I uh, was spending my time with the Lord as I normally do. And I heard him on the inside of me, tell me to go pray for them. And he told me specifically what to do. He told me to go and to put everybody out of the room, uh, especially that, that unbelief. He didn't want it in the room uh, and put those religious spirits out of the room and to go in there and to pray for her. And then here's what he told me. He says, you do not stay after you pray and let them talk you out of what you just prayed. So when you when you done when you're done praying, you say goodbye, you leave. Yeah, and you go back home. And so it was a, about an hour drive there. And so I did that, uh, prayed. And by the end of the week, this person was conscious. And within a short period of time, they were out of intensive care and, and out of the hospital. And they lived many years. They were already up in age and they, they lived several years after that. Now, Now, the key was being able to hear Holy Spirit tell me what to do. Now, I think I should share one more story here so you can understand that this power and the ability to be led by the Holy Spirit is not just for casting out demons and healing the sick. It's to help us in business and in every other area of our life. Here's a story I want to share with you here. Over 10 years ago, I was in the insurance business and we went into different school districts selling life insurance to school employees. I had over 50 agents working under me at that time. One of the districts that we were working in, and we had sold quite a number of policies already, for whatever reason, they decided to send an email out to all of the employees that were saying that we were not authorized to sell insurance in the district, but we were. Now, it's a long story. I won't go into that right now, but we were authorized. Nevertheless, we knew that by this email going out, if something wasn't done fast, all the policies that we had already sold would likely be canceled by the employees. So I prayed to the Lord and, and said, Lord, you know, what's the solution to this matter? And something has to be done. It's got to be done fast. Now, here's what Holy Spirit said to me. He said, I want you to go sit in the parking lot at the district office. <laughs> That's what he told me. Go sit in the parking lot at the different at the district office. And I'm like, what is that going to do, Lord? And but I knew it was him talking. So I said, OK, and I went. And so I'm, I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm, I'm praying in the spirit. And I was praying about an hour feeling foolish. I mean, I was feeling very foolish to be sitting in this parking lot. And so after about an hour, I heard Holy Spirit say, go find the superintendent's parking spot. So I drove around the parking lot and I saw a, a painted curve that had superintended on it and it was a car parked in the spot. So I pulled into a nearby parking spot and close, parked close to it. As soon as I parked, I saw a well-dressed man walking toward that spot. 
I jumped out of my car and said, uh, are you Mr. So-and-so? And he said, yes. I made a little small talk with him because I knew somebody that he knew. And after talking a while, I said to him, I need a favor of you. And he said, what? Well, I told him the situation. Now, here's what he said. Now, he could have said, come back in a month, come back in next week. Now, remember, remember, we need something to happen now. Here's what he said. He said, I'm going to lunch. I'll be back in about an hour. Uh, come see me then and we'll talk about it. So he goes to lunch. Uh, and I, of course, I'm there before an hour and <laughs> sitting waiting. And I told the secretary said he wasn't back yet. So after a little while, the secretary comes out and she says, OK, he's here. Uh, he'll see you now. And so I go in. And as soon as I walked into the conference room, he already had his three area directors sitting at the conference room table. And here's what he said to them. He said, this is Mr. Perkins. I want you to, to send out a notice uh, to all of the teach, all of the schools, letting them know that Mr. Perkins and his team has access to our district. He also had them type up a letter on the uh, letterhead of the district office stating that we were authorized to come in and talk to the teachers. And so what happened was we ended we ended up after this issue with an easier access to the district than we had before. Now, if I was not able to hear uh, from Holy Spirit, these things would not have happened. So it's not just for praying for the sick and healing the sick and all that. It's for every area of our life. Now, you have to stop and think, how valuable is it to be able to have God talk to you like that and see situations turned around like that by hearing him and following his leading? You follow? He's never going to guide you wrong. And so it, it, it well, anyway, let, let me also say this. When I first was filled with Holy Spirit, I live like most believers live today. I hardly ever prayed in the spirit. Now, while I was uh, when I was first filled uh, and, and not walking, I wasn't walking in the power of this. The devil was bringing hell against me in a major way. I was in my third year of playing professional baseball. I was playing in the minor leagues in Vero Beach, Florida, and the devil was bringing so much hell against my performance that I was ready to quit. Uh, this was at a time in my life that I was questioning the reality of miracles like in the Bible happening today. And this uh, tongue thing, I was questioning it. Now, here I was, I, I, I had a day off, I, you know, from playing. They gave us a day off. And so I had decided that I was going to fast and pray to get some direction from the Lord as to whether I need to continue with this baseball, whether I need to do something else. I mean, that this was, it was that bad. You know, I said to the Lord, I said uh, that that morning, and I said, Lord, I don't feel like you're with me. Uh, you know, I said some other things that were on my heart. And uh, and so after praying, I heard on the inside of me, go get something to eat. Now, it, it sounded strange for that to be the case when I had already decided I was going to fast and pray. Right. But I heard it. And so I said, OK. And so I went to a nearby restaurant and, you know, I sat at the counter to get me something to eat. When I sat down, I heard an interracial couple behind me talking about some pretty deep things of God. I had been reading the Bible, so I knew a little something. And so I, I was excited by what I was hearing. And so I ate my food real fast and I went uh, to their table and sat down. I introduced myself. I said, hey, I'm a Christian and I told them my name. And I heard you talking about God. And they said, sit down, brother. 
And so after uh, talking with him for a while, the lady said to me, I have a word from the Lord for you. I have half of it. And the lady that stays with me, with us, has the other half. You need to come to our house. Now I'm thinking, I don't know these people. And they're telling me to come to their house. And uh, so I was like, wow, you know. But then I thought about what I heard. And I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. So I went with them. Uh, we drove to their house, and uh, and so as we walked in the house, I'm not normally this this sensitive, but when I walked in that house, I felt a peace in that house. I, 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 that's the only thing I could describe it. I just felt a peace in that house. They introduced me to the other lady, and we talked for a little while, and then we got on our knees and started praying. And one lady began to speak out in this tongue thing. Now, remember, I'm still questioning these tongues at this time. So she starts speaking in tongues. When she got done, the other lady interpreted what she had, what she said in tongues. And here's what she said. Everything I asked God for that morning. She said, I'm with you. I know what you're going through. Uh, told me, said some other things that only God could have known that I spoke to him that morning and he addressed everything. Let me know he was with me and encouraged my heart and it blew me away. Now I, I end up staying all day cause I had the day off remember with this, with these people. And I went to a couple of different places to, with them. And one place in particular, I saw the power of God move in regards to a shelter. Uh, I won't go into it on the episode, but I saw the power of God And so that experience changed my life. I now knew that this tongue thing was real, uh, that the power of God was real. Uh, So I started praying in the spirit more and my performance on the field greatly improved. You know, but here's the problem. There was something else uh, wrong there. Um, There was a hole in my armor because even though I I started praying in the spirit more, my prayer about baseball was still, Lord, if it be your will for me to continue playing, let it be. You know, I believe that way of praying left the door open for the enemy. And I ended up getting uh, injured uh, for the, later in that year. And it was a it was an injury that put me out for the rest of the season. And I believe it was my attitude about if it's your will. God says what things wherever you desire when you pray, believe that you received it and you'll have it. Faith is believing that you receive it. If you believe you receive it, why are you saying if it be your will? Well, see, here's the thing. If you're in fellowship with God on a consistent basis and he has another direction for your life, he'll tell you. If you're consistently fellowship with him, he'll let you know. Trouble and challenges does not mean that it's not God's direction for your life. In most cases, it is God's direction for your life. And Satan is doing everything that he can to stop you, stop it from happening. This is why praying in the spirit and daily fellowship with God is important. You will not have to guess about God's will for your life. Holy Spirit will speak to you. And also he'll be confirming what he's saying to you through your pastor, through other ministers you may be listening to. to. And sometimes it might even be strangers. Okay. Uh, He will let you know if you are, have uh, decided that you're going to invest your time in seeking the Lord, he has invested 
in making you aware of the direction that he has for your life. I'm going to read here now at uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks un speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him. For in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. We don't understand what we're praying, but God does. Sometimes we're praying about events that we don't know. Holy Spirit knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And sometimes he's using our praying in the spirit to pray about things that the enemy is trying to do to us or maybe to our family tomorrow or down the road. So it is important that we pray in the spirit. I mean, think about it, the language that you could pray about things that you don't even know about. You know, there's some other examples that I could share with you, but I won't do it here. Uh, but it's a valuable thing to have. And there's one other verse I want to read here. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse four. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies or builds up himself. Now, I'm going to say that again. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies or builds up himself. So in other words, we're building up our real self, our spirit man. This new seed of Christ that we receive has everything in it that was in Christ Jesus. Every seed produces after its kind. So whatever fruit we saw Jesus produce is possible for us to produce. Okay. Remember, every seed produces after its kind, and we are known as the seed of Christ. Well, love, joy, faith, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, temperance is already in us because because that's what was in Christ. That's the fruit that he manifested. And so as we build up our spirit with the word of God and in prayer, this fruit will show up in our lives for all to see. Praying in the spirit is our heaven is a heavenly language that is a major part of us becoming who God created us to be and moving in, in the power of God. In Joel chapter two, it says that God will have a people that will be great and that will be strong like never before. Well, when if you've been reading the Bible for a while, you know, when you see the word great, great is normally associated with love. And when you see the, the word strong, strong is normally referred to faith. So what that Joel is saying, there is a people who will walk in love like Jesus walked in love by laying down his life. They're going to lay down their life for the gospel and laying down your life doesn't mean dying on the cross. Laying down your life means that I'm going to live for the primary purpose of serving people. And when and God says, when you live for the primary person purpose of serving people, that he will bless you in abundance because you now realize that you're going to use that blessing to bless other people. When God told Abraham to leave everything, he said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a blessing. See, we can't be a blessing unless God makes us a blessing first. So this people that are going to come and they're going to, that are going to manifest the earth like Jesus Christ, walk the earth, they will be people of love and they will be people strong in faith. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you get to know him right now. Say this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for my sins. Jesus, 
I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. That's it. It's that simple. If you mean what you just prayed, start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself to you. All right. We'll see you on the next episode. I was just